Welcome to Season 2 of the Practicing Presence Podcast, where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. Howdy, practitioners. What's up, friends? How we doing? Um, <laughs> all right, new series. Well, I mean, we kind of introduced it last week. I mean, but yeah, but we're like, we're, yeah, we're really talking we're about really it. Really getting into it now. And you know, I would, you know, Clayton and I sat here for about 20 minutes earlier trying to figure out how we were going to start this series because I was like, I'm at a loss. You know, no, this is not, and this is what I also say. Listener, if you are intrigued by this series, welcome aboard because you're, yeah. you're like me and us and we, we vibe with this kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. In different, very different ways, but we do vibe with this. Um, but we're kind of making this up. Yeah. And I've been kind of making this up for like four years. Um, I'm kind of hopping on that train in the last like year and a half. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about it. And so bear with us. We're kind of, I mean, we're kind of trying to develop our thoughts about this as we do it. Because nobody's really talking in these terms, I don't think. Or I can't really find anybody that's really talking in these terms. And so we're talking about divine creativity. And, you know, one of my qualms about the Baptist faith and message is, and I was instructed this in seminary, in a Baptist seminary, the statements of faith in Baptist life had to begin with Scripture. That just seems bass backwards to me, if I can be honest. Yeah. Well, so okay. It, For, but whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. Hold, you gotta, you gotta stop. Hmm. It seems bass backwards because you read the Bible as individual, as different individuals' creative retelling of things. Wasn't well, that what everyone reads the Bible as? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, everybody acknowledges their different voice, creatives, artists, poets. Correct. But also, there is a level of, like, difference because it's the Bible that feels, even though they may not use the term mechanical dictation, they may believe that it is. Yeah, some of them. That's probably true. But why does that mean that has to be the first article? Why does that have to come before God? Because for the tradition that we grew up in, nonsense. that is God's voice, and we can't it's actually nonsense. hear God's voice. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It is nonsense. We should absolutely start any conversation about God with God. But but what is the tradition that we came from's like number one thing to say if you want to hear God's voice? Where do you go? The Bible. You I go know. to the Bible. I so know. the Bible matters more well, than God. Well, it's because the Bible tells you who God is. Right. In their view. And I think the Bible does communicate I think who it God is. Does. But I say all of that because what I wanted to say is it feels really bass backwards to me to begin any conversation of anything without first starting to talk about God. And Clayton was actually the one that came up with this off camera. I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I wasn't thinking about it. But Clayton was like, you know, we should really start with God. Like <laughs> Clayton was like, you know, we should How probably start create? with Genesis 1. Like God created. And I was like, you know what? 
So simple, so obvious, right in front of my face. Yeah, of course that's where we should start. If you're going to have any conversation about divine creativity, you got to have a conversation about the divine creator. Yeah. I think I think it's because it, it is important that we were created in divine likeness. Yeah. Right? If God is a creator, God created us as creators. And like you like to say, everyone is creative in their own way. Yeah, everyone's a creative in their own way. It's just a question of what you create. Therefore, divine creativity is when you express your creativity, you are tapping into your own divinity. Like, you have to be. Yeah, and so... <clears throat> let's talk about let's talk about that because as as we talk about creativity and you know what people create um i think here's a great example our parents mm-hmm. right probably the person that i know that has created the most content or created just the most things in their life is probably our father like even just for work, he creates massive structures and buildings and drawings and like all kinds of well, stuff. But also, don't minimize our mother's create. Oh, creativity. wait, 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 wait. So I'm going there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I said he's probably created the most content, mm. consumable creativities. Fair enough. She might be the most creative person I've ever met mm. because I've never seen the woman pick up a recipe book. I've seen her do that a few times. I have too. It's an over-exaggeration. But the point that I'm trying to make is (coughs) culinary is an art. Mm -hmm. She just makes crap up. Now, she rarely follows a recipe to a specific thing. She will, And it'll only be done once that way. Yeah. Because after that, she'll go, I can make this better. Yeah, I can change it. I can make it better. But there's also like... all of that... That right there, her going, I can change it, I can make it better. Mm. All of that is her being creative. creative. Yeah, it's just her dreaming up what it could be. But it's also the creative birthday parties and creative Christmases and how she specifically places the presents on Christmas morning. Yeah. Like, um, all of the little things that we're blessed to have from our mother. Yep. Everything about our mother is creative. <clears throat> yep. I, I stand by that. And so, in that way, every person is a creative. The question is just what you create. Um, our mom created the home. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> For sure. Clayton, what do you create? I create content. I create music. Um, I create education, um, which I guess is content. a hand in the content. <coughs> yeah. I like, it's more of an administrative hand, but I create content in form of education also in form of wellhouse. Um, I create food, I create drinks. Um, I create community, I feel like. Like, I try to, at least. That's a thing that I set out to to create, is community. Well, that's a divine characteristic. Yeah. 
God created community. Mm -hmm. That's a great example right there. Yeah, I think... I'm battling within myself right now whether or not I can appropriately say this, but what I want to say is that perhaps creativity is only divine. So Hitler was a creative. Um, Hmm. He created the vision of death and destruction. You're right. You're right. So, that was very short-lived. Creativity I'm, is only divine. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to, uh, well, like, no, crap even, on that. No, but. it's even... Well, this is why we're having the conversation. This is why yeah. I said, work with us here. Because it's true. Hitler we're we're was kind of all, building this plane as we're flying it. Well, Hitler is also an artist. He right? is also an artist. One of my favorite things to do is what-if history. Mm. This is like, what would yeah. history look like <laughs> if this would have happened? Yeah. And one of my favorite ones is just like, what if... We would have just let Adolf Hitler into art school. So I'm going to make two jokes. (laughs) I'm going to make two jokes, one back-to-back here. Uh, Because it's going to please both sides if I do this. What if Trump wasn't ever president? (laughs) But wait, but wait, but wait. Colin, come back. Come back. What if Joe Biden was never president? (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> we like to have fun. Hey, uh, and I lean more left than right, and that was funny. Both of them were funny. Uh, that was funny. Um, that is so funny. Yeah, I think um, let's look. It makes most sense yeah. to look at God the creative. Yeah. And so what do we learn about God the creative? We learn that he loves. He loves he loves his creation. We love because They clearly he, yeah, they clearly love yeah, the they, creation. Very much so. It is a deep, intimate connection with what is made. As is true with all creations, yeah. right? Like I I feel the things that I create. I feel like they're a part of me. Like yeah. you, you feel yeah. you heard inventors say, "Like, oh, that's my baby." Yeah, it's you are literally crafting it. You are making it. It does not exist without you. Of course, a piece of you is in that. Um, and so yeah, it is a love. You and I have talked a lot. I think we we look at this differently, but like you are very critical of your writing. Oh, I'm extremely critical of my writing. And, like, also very opinionated about your writing. You are critical to your own degree. Wait, yeah. But I am, it, but and, it, and I am my world, like, I am my worst critic. You are your worst critic. But if anyone steps in and tries to tell you that, it, like, you need to change this, you're like, no, screw you, bro. Like, it's I fine. Know, it's I perfect. Know, I know. I, it's so true. <laughs> I'm like, don't touch my creation. Like, like what are you doing? It's, it's I have, mine. I have toiled over this. Yeah, don't uh, touch. Like, you don't get the right to come in here and say, yeah. I'm the same way, but in a very different way. Somebody tried to critique one of my drinks the other day. Oh, And I was yeah. like, no, screw you. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Like, uh, 
it's it's fine. You're you you just can't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I got very defensive, and then after I sat back, I was like, you know, they're probably right. It fits my palette. Hmm. My creativity is good for me yeah. in certain areas, but good creativity. Um, Jeffrey Morgenthaler's drinks, Jerry Thomas's drinks. Like these these big name guys, they've figured out how to make drinks that are good for most people, right? Like most people walk through here and just like, damn, that's well, drink. it yeah, you know, in the same way, might I might I might I add on to that? That marks good creatives, as mm-hmm. you've suggested. This is also true for art. Yeah, right. think about the most magnificent art. Mm-hmm. Very few people hate it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even if it's there just is, a general respect for the amount of authority that it has gained. Yeah, for right. sure. Right, like I, there's never been a critic that hated what God made. There's never I've never met a person that walked outside in some scene and at no point in their life went, oh, my God, that's beautiful. Like, earth creation itself, natural beauty is beautiful. I don't know a single person that it, at, at some point in their life has not been in a surreal moment in nature and went, yeah, this is beautiful. There's never been a creative that, except God. Because it's perfect. Because it, well, it's not perfect anymore. Well, but it was created as perfect. It was perfection. And there are remnants of perfection left in it. Yeah. We call them beauty. Yep. But yeah. Ooh. Ah, Visio Divina. Yeah. Seeing the beauty in the world. Well, that's us too, right? Yeah. Because like, like for me. We are the beauty in the world. Well, and we have to look past our own imperfections to see our own beauty. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, and sometimes imperfections are beauty, right? Like, you like yeah. you could say that a tattoo is imperfections. You could. And lots of people make that joke, right? If you ask somebody why, um, why they don't have a tattoo, lots of times they'll say, would you put a bumper sticker on a Mercedes? Mm. And it's like... Well, I don't know. Is it a mom car? <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think like this is this is imperfections, right? I mean, that's one way of looking at them. I look at I yeah. choose to look at them as expression, um, and that's the beauty of art. Yeah, it is. Is that it's always like beholden to the eye of the viewer. For sure, it absolutely is, and I think, I think, Da Vinci is a great example of this. Oh, okay. With the Mona Lisa. Okay. He viewed this woman. She was the epitome of beauty. In his eyes, the epitome of beauty. I don't think she all that great. I don't think she's. You know, if I'm if like if I'm just talking about my ideal woman that I'm creating, she don't look like that. If if I'm picking the ideal of beauty. It ain't her. Probably not the Mona Lisa. Nah, it ain't her. But it is considered one of the most beautiful paintings to date and probably the most famous painting to date. 
I would definitely say it's the most famous. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, a safe bet. And most of the guys that I talk to and I ask, most of the like women preferring people, which majority have been guys that I've asked this question to. Think she's really that attractive? Nah. It is beauty is beholden to the eye of the seer, mm-hmm. and it is how you present it mm-hmm. that is creative. It is how you present the beauty. Yeah, this is great. This is so great. <clears throat> how does God present their creation? God presents their creation in us. As good and very good. Yeah, as us. good. It is as good. good and very good in us. We, humanity, are very good, and we are made in the image and likeness of God mm. <laughs> and told to do God things. Yeah, that. That. Be creative. Be creative. Go and create. Go and create and procreate. Yeah. Right? Go make things. Yeah. Um. Mm. For sure, God wants us to be making things. That. So, yeah, I think this concept of, like, God as a creator and God making humans Mm -hmm. that are, like, they're, like, capped divinity is the way you usually think about them. They're, like, limited divinity. Why limited? Why use that word? Well, because we're made in the image and likeness, but we're not synonymous with. So what you're saying is we can't create ex nihilo. What? I mean, only if you think God created ex nihilo. Right, right. but that is a conversation we do have to have here. How come... So if God... Well, to be fair, you can create ex nihilo. How? Ex nihilo being out of nothing. Out of nothing. Well, like just very... Biologically, males create, like, procreate. No, it's not out of nothing, bro. It is something that your your body naturally produces, which are sperm. Yeah, but you, but yeah, you are creating them out of nothing, out of hormones, which are being created by your body. You're not giving your body anything in order for it to make that. It's not a one to one transaction here. I think the way in which the body system works together, if you stop giving it one thing, it stops creating the other thing. That's why procreation is hard for some people. Maybe. I mean, I don't know enough about that. But all I know is that even if people don't eat for a while, they can still create sperm. Sure. So, like, you're not, you're not, like, your body's not dependent upon something in order to create that. Totally. Your body's totally, dependent upon totally, things to fair, work. T- totally. Your body's dependent upon things to work. But if your body is working, it does not need anything to create that. Fair enough. It just naturally creates it. You can't say that for your other excrements. That, because, right, that they be are fair. leftovers. That might be fair. <clears throat> but the procreative one, you can say. And even, even down to... Uh, women's cycles. Like they, they will always do that thing and always like... Well, isn't it also interesting that they model the moon? Like they follow the moon? Well... 28-day <laughs> cycle is a moon phase. It's yeah. Like that's a moon cycle. They they go and it may not go actually with the moon, 
but like it goes month to month. Yes. Well, <clears throat> the moon cycle takes 28 days. Right. A female cycle takes 28 days. It takes is what I meant approximately to say. 28 days. Yeah. Is what I meant to say. Um, I absolutely think that part of being made in the image and likeness of God is having the creativity of God, the agency to create things um, and create beauty. And <clears throat> for too long, through modernity, the church has deprived the worship space of beauty and creativity mm. for the purpose of... We have diminished beauty significantly. Yeah, and it's all for the purpose of reproducible results. And those results are about numbers and butts in seats, not about formation and growth with the divine. Um, and part of it's because... It's harder to measure performance, right? This is the this is the dangers of professionalization of ministry is because it's hard to measure performance when you're only measuring it through the same number of people getting spiritual growth. For sure. It's easier to measure performance with new people coming in, right? That's an easy way to measure growth and performance. And so the professionalization of ministry like spawned all of that. But <clears throat> I think we are at a point where there is a renaissance happening. A renaissance of Christians going, hey, this should be beautiful. Mm. Enter the series of divine creativity and let's see what we come up with. Thanks for listening to the Practicing Presence podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, Feel free to check out our other podcasts.